I'm Margaret Pofig, and this podcast is Keeping Dad Alive. My sister Johanna has been imagining that our quarantine isolation and dependence on electronic communication has put us into our own earth stations. And the plants in our gardens or on our windowsills are little satellite dishes sending signals across time and space. Today, Johanna and our 95-year-old dad, Richard, are testing their Earth Station connections. They're co-hosting a radio show, playing some of their favorite tunes and offering some reflections on planetary life. Let's tune in. It's sunrise. It's sunrise here on Radio Free Whitney Street in Oakland, California. This is Diving for Pearls, broadcasting from my earth station bed. I'm catching some signals from the palm tree outside my window. Hi, Diving for Pearl. Here's Island Boy. Oh, Island Boy. That's me. There you are. From Center City, Philadelphia. This is earth station Coleus in the midst of the great Coleus revolution going on in my windowsill. Oh my God, this is going to be great. I'm so excited to get this show started, Island Boy. We look forward to good conversations with Diving for Pearl. Well, I know you've thought a lot about existing on Earth, our existence on Earth. You even wrote a poem about that, didn't you, Island Boy? The seed in the ground is sacred. It foretells the mystery of life. Its future on Earth is threatened by the perils of human strife. That's me. <laughs> um, I don't consider myself a poet. You're a poet. You're a poet. Uh, well, it really. Uh, I'm getting a signal from Uranus. Can you hear that, Island Boy? Oh, yeah. Hey, way out there. Uranus. It's amazing. I can hear a song coming. It's kind of scratchy. It's kind of distant. I hear it all the way here. You know, the amazing thing about these earth stations, when the signals are sent out through plants, it actually goes out further into space because it crosses time. All of the plants that are around me, all my coleus, all my ferns, all the green plants that I raise along my windowsills, they all receive those messages. <laughs> oh, this is something crazy. We don't even know how they're doing it. We as animals, we don't even know how the vegetative life is communicating outside of our, our own limited understanding. So I'm, I'm really excited. Let's see if we can hear this. I just want to send out a message to the universe, to the multiverse, to the celestial, from the terrestrial, because we live on a jewel. We live on a pearl. I'm diving for pearls. I'm looking for the jewel in our hearts, 
where we can communicate through our plant friends and come to a better understanding of what we need to do to save our planet and all the beautiful, diverse beings that we live with. Preach it, sister. What's your message, Island Boy, for the universe? I think we're getting it already. The universe is sending us down pieces of themselves, little pieces of rock which show us how the world was created. There's a geometric pattern and things do happen for the well-being of the universe. That's an interesting point. We on this island can take care of our planet to maintain the stability and the justice that this world needs. You talk about the abstraction of shapes and everything, and I think about that. Where within that is the justice? I mean, in a way, that's something that we bring to the whole story. I don't think the universe cares about it, but we do. That seems to be our quest as a life form, human beings, you know, to understand what the meaning of justice is and love and so I know this is a little deep for the radio show, <laughs> but I'm always diving for pearls. I am always diving for pearls. Yeah, I knew when you were born diving for pearls, that you tapped into other dimensions. All my children are such sensitive human beings. Ah, Dad, that's so sweet. So here's a song from long ago. And the sweet voices of your children, Scott Carey and yours truly, in a song, Hello World. Hello World. Incredibly prescient, so mature really, for young Carrie who wrote it in her early teens. that this was 50 years ago, or even more than 50 years, in 1967, you did this, making up so many songs that can be sung even today. But you know what I remember, Island Boy, is you, you dragging us out to entertain all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were always the first promoter. <laughs> That's part of what Island Boy does. He promotes, he promotes 
Manhattan Island, promotes the Philippines. I'd love to hear a tune from your New York Island days, your New York City Island days. I'll give you a tune. Hey, this is Margaret again, breaking in to do a little promotion of my own. My sister Johanna has started introducing the mathematical and geometric structures of plants and rocks into her painting and now into her writing. She's created a science fiction zine. You can buy a copy of the first edition at her new store on johannapothig.com and you can find a link to it in the notes to this podcast. Now back to the show. One thing I learned from you, Island Boy, is to get off your island and visit other shores. Oh, absolutely. And you know, that came back in my genes because my great-grandfather, Herman Seyrod, he ended up going all over the world because he was on a German sailing ship. He was traveling in the China Seas way back in the 1860s. And suddenly, as he was having his lunch with the captain, he was a helmsman on this ship, by the way, the Lasmona. He passed some, what they thought were Chinese fishing junks. Except they weren't Chinese fishing junks. They were pirates. <gasps> and they fired on them. And they took over the ship. They locked him up in one room. Fortunately, they had the carpenter with him. And they got him out. And they got in a little boat that took him off to the island of Hainan, right there in the South China Sea. Another island in your past. And this little island... They looked at it and I said, oh boy, we got at least some safe ground. Except the natives came down and stole everything else they had. Can you imagine that? You know, island boy, you never know what you're going to run into when you land on someone else's shore. <laughs> a little trade, a little colonization. They were afraid that they're going to have to eat bratwurst. <laughs> <laughs> You told me a while ago about a dream that you had about an island. And I think that was, was that New Zealand? That was New Zealand. What did you dream about last night, Dad? Well, I, I, I woke at six and I felt so good because I dreamed about New Zealand and the pleasantness of New Zealand and people getting along with one another. There's a kind of a balance in life even though they have all these earthquakes and everything, and the island's going to fall into the sea. Nevertheless, they seem to be able to manage. And uh, I was hoping that maybe the world could be more like New Zealand. I recorded my dad's dream in 2017. Four years later, my dad's not the only one wishing the world could be more like New Zealand. They took aggressive measures early on in the coronavirus pandemic to stop the spread and life pretty much went back to normal in the early fall of 2020. Only 25 people have died from the virus in New Zealand. One of the things I wanted to ask you, Alan Boy, is how many islands have you lived on? Oh, I lived on a few islands. The first island that I lived on was Manhattan Island. That island has never changed. 
But now we're really kind of concerned with the way in which the water has rise. The water is rising on your original island. That's right. And then there was another island. It's a little island up there in Wisconsin in a very nice lake. But the other island I lived on for quite a few years was Lusan Island, which was in the heart of the Philippines and the Philippine seas. Oh man, oh man, it's beginning to see some of its shoreline disappear. The sad thing is we are so out of balance now. We've got this climate change, which has put us into the situation with this pandemic, and it's put us into our own little earth stations. You know, sometimes diving for pearls gets really depressed about what we are as life forms, because I feel like we're often so violent towards each other and we disregard the planet and we're destroying so many things. Old Island Boy just thinks about the universe all the time. And I think about the universe holding its place together. Even though we know there are stars which explode and all kinds of new stars are being created. Our universe and its galaxies will continue on in time, eternity. That's beautiful, Island Boy. We live on an island, an island floating in space, but it has an axis with gravity. There's things that hold it in place. You know, we're not just whirling out there. It's not just some kind of chaos. There is a rhyme and a reason. Don't you feel that, Alan Boy? There's a rhyme and a reason? Yes, and we can even make poetry about it. This piece we're listening to now, Alan Boy, is my poem, The Landscape Speaks, set to music by experimental composer and performer Chris Brown. I think that the silver lining of these earth stations is that we are getting signals that we never expected to get because we've had this alone time that has given us a chance to do some very deep listening. And that's the end of our broadcast from Radio Free Whitney Street and Coleus Earth Station. Come back again for more deep listening on Keeping Dad Alive. The music on this Earth Station broadcast is Uranus and Lost Cities by Johanna Pothig with Chris Brown, Hello World by Carrie Pothig performed with Johanna and Scott Pothig, Phase 3 by Zylo Zico, Kolderen Polka by Tres Tristes Tangos, and Swinging by Tim Garland.